Good morning, NCC. How are you guys doing this morning? Good? Good to see each of you here. If it's your first time, maybe you're new to NCC, um, you're watching online or you're here in person, welcome. My name is Aaron, and I'm the lead pastor here at New Community Church. If I haven't got a chance to meet you yet, I just want you to know I am excited that you're joining with us. This is our second week of this series, At the Movies, and we're looking at some great movies and some great stories over the next couple of weeks. You know, a few years ago, I got a chance to do something called Leadership Mesquite. So it's a program right here in Mesquite, Texas, where um, they bring different leaders, uh, business owners from the city, from education, nonprofits and churches, and you come together, you read books, you learn, you grow together and connect for a year. So shout out to Lakeitha Bradley, one of our spiritual directors, because she was in our class, she was in the same class I was. And helped actually me connect with Leadership Mesquite. But they started all of this off with a weekend. So there was a weekend where we went together and you were doing different trust exercises and getting to know each other. Maybe you've seen or been a part of something like that. One of the things that we had to do was an obstacle called the leap of faith. Okay? So it's where you climb up this 15 to 20 foot telephone pole. And then you jump off of this little stand to a bar that's about 5 or 7 feet in front of you. And I don't know how, but our guide convinced me and my good friend, Dr. Angel Rivera, he's the assistant superintendent here of Mesquite, to both go up at the same time. So I don't have footage of that, but it was hilarious. Both of us, grown men, trying to get up this tiny pole together and stand on this small beam. But finally, we get up there, and we're going to do this leap of faith together. So I want you to see this. You guys, that was pretty embarrassing, Okay. Dr. Rivera did a leap of faith. I more did a fall of faith, okay? I didn't go anywhere. I don't know what happened, but in that moment, I guess I panicked or something, and I had no um, kind of motivation or jumping abilities right there. But I want to talk to you this morning. What do we do with moments in our life like that where it doesn't feel like we're leaping out into faith, where it feels like we're held back, faith is not an active part of our life? What do we do with the doubts and the questions in our life as it comes to faith? How do we answer those? How do we wrestle through those? We're in this series, as I said, at the movies, and we're spending the next few weeks looking at some great movies that inspire us, that challenge us, that even through the movie, they encourage us to be better versions of ourselves. And as we look at these movies, all of these are fictional. They're from the creative imagination of some author or writer, but we're looking at how they point to deeper biblical truths that we find in God's word. And I do want to be very clear about this. Although the movies we're watching are fictional, we do not believe that God's word is fictional. We believe that the word of God, that it's somehow active and alive, that God has used the stories of ordinary men and women who lived in a real place, in a real time, at a real point in history. And through their lives, God is revealing something about himself. That the Bible is different than any movie, television show, or book you will ever read. That even though it's 2,000 years old, it is still alive today. And it's speaking to us about what God dreams over our life. Like what God believes about you, what God wants you to believe about yourself. That is the power of the story of the Bible. And so we're looking at movies that point to deeper truths of God's scripture and of the Bible. And this morning, the movie that we are looking at is Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I love this movie, you guys. Okay, little disclaimer, this is my favorite Spider-Man movie. And my family gives me grief about this because they love Tom Holland, okay? And I like those movies, but this is still my favorite Spider-Man movie, the animation and all of that. And in case you've not seen the movie, I promise I won't give away too much, 
but it's following the story of a high school student named Miles Morales. And Miles becomes Spider-Man in this movie, in his universe, kind of in the dimension that he lives in. But the villain Kingpin is, has some kind of gadget or gizmo, right, where he's bringing the multiverse together. And where Spider-Man from other Spider-Verses come into Miles Morales' universe, he has to save New York City, he has to help the other Spider-Men get back to their Spider-Verse. So that's kind of the story that we're following in this. And in this, we see Miles wrestling, kind of struggling with this, can I be Spider-Man, can I really do that? I'm not really like these other guys that I see who are Spider-Man, like I'm just starting off. And so he's wrestling with this, this idea of faith in, in that. But faith is simply trusting in what you cannot see yet. Faith is trusting in what you cannot see yet. We see that in Miles' life. We see this like Miles Morales is wrestling through this idea of like, am I actually Spider-Man now? Like, can I, can I trust that? He doesn't fully see it yet. He's got these questions, like all of these doubts in his life. Like, he's going through all of this in these matter of moments. Now, I don't know if you ever have. I've been bitten by a spider and none of that stuff happened to me, okay? Um, <laughs> So, so something unique is obviously going on in his life, like not just a normal thing that happens when someone gets bit by a spider, but he's wrestling through like what that actually means. And it is, it's like it takes faith in his life, like this idea of can I actually believe this because he can't fully see it yet. He sees it in other people around him, but he doesn't really see it in his life yet. And that's a picture of what faith is. Like I Googled this week, what is faith? And it's simply that. It's a trust or a belief in someone or something. The Bible describes it somewhat similar to that. If you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Or if you don't have your Bibles, um, you can write this down. We're going to look at a number of different scriptures this morning. Or if it's easier, open up the NCC app. And you can take some notes there and follow along and go back and reflect on some of these scriptures even throughout the week. But Hebrews 11, 1 says this, now faith, this is the definition from the Bible, is confidence in what we hope for. It's assurance about what we do not see yet. So the Bible's describing it. Faith is this confidence, it's this hope that I don't see it there yet, but somehow I'm believing it's going to be there in my life, that what God's done for others that God could do for me or what's happened for others, that that could happen for me. It's this assurance that there's evidence, maybe I see it in other people's lives, like Miles Morales, he can see Spider-Man traits in others, and he can kind of see these signs, this evidence in his own life, although it's not fully recognized there, there yet. Faith is trusting in what you can't see yet. Now, I know in this room, and even those of you watching online, you may be saying, but Aaron, I'm not a faith person. Like someone invited me, they gave me an invite card, and so I came, but but I'm not connected to God, and I don't really know if I fully believe in Jesus. So I'm not a faith person. I don't have faith. But I'm telling you, you do have faith. There may be others of you, and you're saying, okay, I have faith, but I just got like a little bit of faith. Like my grandma, my grandpa, my parents, they got a lot of faith, but I just got a tiny amount of faith in my life because I try to pray, but I don't know if it works, or I try to read the Bible, I don't know if that really works. So I just have a tiny amount of faith. But I'm telling you, you have faith working in your life. You just don't realize it. Faith is active inside of all of our lives. I would even go out on a limb to say this. The biggest atheists in the entire world, they have faith operating in their life every day. That person that's in your workplace or that family member, and they're like the most non-religious person in the world, they have faith working in their life. You're like, yeah, they really need Jesus, and they don't have Jesus, 
or students in your class, you're like, that person really needs church. Like, I'm telling you, that person has faith working in their life. Let me illustrate this for you this morning. Even when you came into this room, you took a big leap of faith. You probably didn't think about it. You didn't um, take any ideas. Like, you didn't stop and think about it. Let me show you what that looked like, okay? This is your leap of faith. You did this right here. You sat down, okay? Leap of faith. Here's how. None of you guys did this when you sat down, did you? Okay? None of you picked it up and looked at the welding joints and said, this is well-crafted by someone, right? And, and this is going to work really well. You just sat down. That was an act of faith. You trusted that that chair was going to hold you up. It wasn't going to collapse. You weren't going to look silly by following on the ground or hurt yourself. That took like an act of faith. Some of you are saying, but Aaron, it wasn't really faith because I sit in this same spot every single week. Some of you guys do, okay? But let me tell you this. I tricked you. We moved all the chairs around this week. I'm being serious. We had to do something in here, so all the chairs got moved around. So even your normal chair that you sit in that same place, that same location every single week, that's not your chair. It's a different chair now, okay? So, so it did take faith, even if you didn't think about it or know it, okay? For those of you that this is your first time, it took faith. This is what you did. You looked around the room, and you were like, other people are sitting down. So I guess I can sit down, and I don't have to push on the chair, think about it. I mean, this building's pretty nice. I'm going to trust that this church has good chairs. It took a leap of faith. You didn't think about it, but you put your trust in something when you couldn't see the outcome yet, and you just sat down. That's a work of faith in your life. For those of you that are worshiping online, like we practice faith every morning when we get undressed and we get ready to jump in the shower and the water's not coming out of the shower head yet, but we've gotten everything prepared, haven't we? That when we turn that nozzle, what's going to happen? Water, okay, is going to magically appear out of this silver pipe. We have faith. We can't see all the pipes. We can't see the water coming into our house, but we have some evidence from past experiences that it's going to happen. It's faith operating in our lives. When we get in our car and we turn that key or you push that button, you're trusting that Ford, Chevy, Toyota, Honda, whoever you trust in, like Kia, that they've provided a vehicle that's going to start. It is faith. You can't see the evidence yet. Maybe there's something around you that signifies it's going to happen, but it is faith working inside of your life. That's how our relationship with God is. Maybe you're new to this thing, but that's all it is. It's trusting in what you can't see yet. Maybe you saw it in someone else's life. Like, yeah, my family member, man, I see God working in their life. Maybe it was someone just inviting you and it was the smile on their faith, on their face. And you thought, hey, something that they have, like maybe I could have that. They seem pretty excited about life. Maybe I'll go to their church. Whatever it was, you could see some evidence in someone else's life. You couldn't maybe see it in your own life, but faith is trusting, hey, maybe that can happen in my life. That's what faith is. That's the simple thing of faith is it's putting your trust in someone or something you can't see yet, but this belief, this assurance, this hope that, hey, maybe that could happen in me. Here's what we do, though. For many of us, we think, well, someone else could do that. I don't know if I could do that. Like, I don't know if I could do the church thing. I don't know if I could pray. I, I can't do that. I can't read the Bible. I can't tell others about God. Like, my life's pretty messed up in and of itself, but I'm telling you, you already have faith operating in your life. You're already doing what Hebrews is talking about. You have a confidence in what you haven't even seen yet. It's working all around you every part of your day and all throughout your life. Now the question is, where will you direct that faith? Where will you direct that? 
are you going to trust in yourself? Because I don't know about you, but I mess up my life pretty bad when I'm just left to myself. Are you going to trust in just the culture around you? Because I would give the premise that our culture's not doing too good right now. And if we're just going with popular opinion and that's where our faith is, I'm going to live my life like everyone around me is telling me to live it. That could end us up in some dangerous places. Or can I trust in God? But I'm telling you, it's going to take a leap of faith. Like It's going to take faith on your part to say, if I wake up five minutes early in the morning, I set my alarm early, even after the kids had a rough night and I was going, 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 going yesterday. But that five minutes of talking with God, of stopping, of saying, God, I invite you into my day. I ask you to be a part of what I'm about to do today. That five minutes could make a difference in your life. That takes faith. It's trusting God. I can't see it yet, but there's something that could happen here. Reading the Bible. God, if I open up this book that is thousands of years old and I read about these stories, something could happen in my life that my life could be shaped or changed or formed differently. All of that takes faith. The fact that you chose to give up an hour and a half of your Sunday morning, that was an act of faith. That being in this room around other people who believe in Jesus, who will worship God, who will listen to the message, who will hear scripture, could make a difference in your own life. That is an act of faith. The question is, what are you going to put your faith in? Yourself? People around you? Or a God who created you, who said he loves you? It's going to take faith in each and every one of our lives. The question is, where are we directing that faith? Faith is trusting in what you can't see yet. And I think for some of us, we get roadblocked or we kind of stop because of things in our life as it deals with faith, like maybe past failures. Some of you are in this room and like, maybe I would do the faith thing, but I've got way too many mistakes or I've got way too many questions about God. Like, and if God really knew about what's going on in my life, it's a mess. I don't know if I could do that. But I'm here to remind you this morning and let you know that faith doesn't disqualify or doubts don't disqualify you from faith. That your questions, even past mistakes, even past failures, the doubts that you have, it doesn't disqualify you. So there are these moments in the movie where Miles is doubting himself and where he's fighting the villains or he's trying to protect his friends and he can't do the Spider-Man thing. He can't do any of his Spider-Man powers, and he begins to doubt himself. And I think that's how so many of us are, is we look at past failures, we look at different things in our life, and we think, man, we've messed up, and that disqualifies us from faith. But I'm telling you, doubt does not disqualify you from faith. There's this passage in the Bible that's such a beautiful picture of this. If you still have your Bibles open, Matthew 28, 16 says this. There's, it's this moment, if you don't know the story of Jesus, where Jesus, this is the end of his life. And in this moment, he is talking with these 11 guys that he's poured his life into, that he's given everything to. And he's already died, been resurrected. And this is like the last thing that he's going to say to them. It's this kind of this climactic moment in the life of Jesus and in the story of Jesus. And he gives them this pep talk like, hey, I want you to go do what I've done. Go into all the world, make disciples, baptize people, teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. And I'm going to be with you till the end of the world. Like, I'm always going to be with you. It's this kind of moment. And I've heard pastors talk about this. I've heard people preach about this. But as we started to study this a few years ago, we've talked about it a lot here. Verse 16 and 17 really stood out to me. This is what it says. Matthew 28, 16 
Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. If you have your Bibles, I want you to just highlight that or underline that. Because I've read that so many times, and I've never heard a pastor preach about that or even talk about that. That these 11 guys who Jesus had poured everything into, they come to this moment like this is the last thing Jesus is going to tell them. They've seen Jesus do crazy stuff like raise people from the dead and heal the blind and heal the sick. Like basically feed 5,000 people from a little kid's lunchable meal. Like this crazy, amazing stuff. And yet at the end of it all, there's still some questions and some doubts. And this is the beautiful thing about this story, is Jesus doesn't write them off. He doesn't look at them and say, hey, what are you doing? I've already done all of this stuff. Get your, get your stuff together. Like, why can't you believe? He doesn't do any of that. He just says, this is what I see in you. I think you can do what I've done. I'm dreaming that for you. When you don't see the potential in your life, when you don't see what it is that you're able to, when you don't see the dreams that God has for you, when you don't have the faith, I'm telling you, I have faith in you. I see your potential. I see your purpose. I see the meaning that God wants to do of your life. And I'm telling you, you can do this. It's this moment where Jesus looks past their doubts and he says, those don't disqualify you from faith. You can do what I've done. You guys, that's what Jesus is still saying to us today. And I know there's a lot of us, and we're like, man, my life is a mess. And God says, I can still do something with that. But Aaron, I don't always have it all figured out, and sometimes I have questions. It's okay, your doubts don't disqualify you. You serve a God who loves you, who believes in you, who sees your potential, who sees your purpose, who is dreaming amazing things from you. And we don't, even when we don't have faith in ourselves, there is a God who says, I believe in you. I believe in you. I see your potential. I see that in your life. I'm telling you, there are going to be moments in all of our lives where we mess up. You guys, this is the beauty of the Bible story. Like, we call these people heroes of the faith, and all throughout the Bible, these are not heroes. These are broken people, right, who rebel against God, who try to do things their own way, right, who don't trust God when God says, I'm going to come through for you. Like over and over again, sometimes we idolize them and we think they were so religious, they were so righteous. Nope, they were like you and me messing up our lives. And this is the thing, this story isn't about them. It's about a God who says, I'm not going to give up on you. I'm not going to quit on you even when you make mistakes, even when you fail. I'm going to be in your corner cheering you on. Doubts don't disqualify you from faith. They don't. God is there and he believes in us. And there are moments, I believe, that when we have those questions, that if we will be honest with God, that it solidifies our faith. That even those doubts and the questions, that they push us towards faith in God. Here's what I mean by that. It, it's those moments where we look at what we believe and we're like, God, that's a lot. That a God that we can't see created everything simply by speaking. That a God, when we broke the world that he created wrapped himself up in flesh somehow and came and lived here on this earth, I don't fully understand that, and died and rose again so that we could be forgiven of our sins and understand that we can overcome through the power of his resurrection, that we read a book that is thousands of years old, but still we believe it speaks into our life. Like, if that doesn't take faith, I don't know if you really understand the Christian worldview. That does take faith in our lives. But it's saying, God, even in the midst of all of those questions, I choose to trust you. 
And even when I have questions and doubt, I choose to run towards you and not away from you. And you guys, the very fact that we're messed up, broken people should point us towards God. Because I don't know about you, but I keep trying to fix my life on my own, and it doesn't turn out well. When I do this thing by myself and try to make decisions on my own and leave God out of the picture, I always mess it up. And that simple fact right there tells me it's the doubts and the mistakes and all of those things. I need someone besides me. I need God in my life, active and working and moving. And I'm telling you, those mistakes push us towards God. I need someone else fixing this for me because I can't do it on my own. Doubts don't disqualify you from faith. They help solidify and point us to someone beyond ourselves. We can't do this on our own. And that's what I'm telling you guys this morning. It doesn't matter how much we talk or read or everything that we could study about the Christian faith. It's always going to take that jump. To hope, to believe, it's something that we can't see. It's always going to take that. And it's just a leap of faith. Trusting and believing, it's just a leap of faith.